Welcome everybody to Suck It! I am the great and powerful King of Kings, Prince of All that is awesome, Derek. How the fuck is everybody today? The day before Thanksgiving. A day of family, a day of forgiveness, and a day of starting the craziness that will be the 2020 holiday season. I just came back from the land of the Karens also known as Walmart. And surprisingly enough, it wasn't too bad there. Um, surprisingly. So, you know, today's kind of gone smoothly. Nice and, you know, relaxing and chilling and everything else like that. Getting ready for tomorrow. Uh, unfortunately, no family, no traveling, you know, for us at least. Um, if you are, be safe. If you aren't, have fun. Regardless of it, you know, Skype with your family. Zoom with your family. Facebook Messenger. I don't care. Whatever you got to do to make sure you spend some time with them tomorrow. Um, but tonight, today, tonight, because I'm recording this episode, <laughs> I have a band with me out of California, and I'm actually really, really excited to talk to them um, for a couple different reasons. I mean, not only do I love talking to, you know, indie rock bands, I mean, it's just one of my favorite things in the world, um, and one of the things I do the most on this show um, but this band is a, a ska band out of California, and their latest single hopes to bring attention to spinal mus muscular atrophy, which unfortunately the, uh, the lead singer Tara, her daughter has. So we'll talk about that and a whole bunch of more with Max and Tara from Half Past Two. Hey guys, how are you? Hi. Hello. <laughs> how's how's everything going over there in nice, beautiful, sunny California? It's sunny and it's beautiful. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it for you. It's really nice. The weather here is excellent, <laughs> even for us. I would say it's really cold in the morning, though. But what is really cold? Like sixties. Well, it's Maybe cold for 50s. us. Yeah, cold for us. Fifties, sixties. I woke up this morning. Really it was cold. thirty-one. No, not yeah, that. No. Not like that. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Like when I'm saying cold, I mean it's like maybe high forties. Uh, so but we're still we're still wearing like sweaters and jackets. I still am wearing like... a scarf. See, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's it's like it's like fifty two right now. It's not it's not too bad here, but I just went to the store. Oh no! And I just it's too cold. It's no, it's not. It's beautiful. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't even wear a jacket. I mean, and even like my my freaking you know hipster douchebag beanie was getting too hot on my ears. I was like, man, I need to change this up. <laughs> I'm so not like that. I was like, I'm a wimp for cold. But I mean, that's because I'm acclimated to Southern California, and yeah. that's just how it is. See, I... For me, I was born in Ohio. 
And I lived there until I was seven. Then we moved to Florida. Oh, and I okay. was there up until five years ago. So I was there for <laughs> 26, 27 years. And I That's never, yeah. never got used to that heat. Never. And oh. five years ago when we moved to the D.C. region... I was ecstatic because now it's like we get snow. I get snow again. I get an actual real winter, a real fall. You know, and the humidity, the humidity is cut like down so much. <laughs> well, we still have a really bad humidity because, I mean, up in the mountains, it can kind of get that bad. Um, but it's only during the summer months. Like, okay. so like from like May till August, it's humid, but it's nothing like what it is in Florida. <laughs> I absolutely well, lucky love you. it here. Love it here. Congratulations on your move. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's 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 been five years, but I but you know I I still enjoy it. I mean, I love the color changing and being able to you know hike in the mountains and seeing all you know actual you know cool wildlife instead of a, a bear and a freaking panther at every freaking turn like I do in Florida. Um, nope, in Southern California, it's like. What has the castle changed at Disneyland? Okay, it's Halloween. There is no Disneyland anymore. It's Christmas. I know, but that's like usually how we tell down here that the season has changed. I was the same way because I had annual passes <laughs> to Disney World for a long, 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 long time. And yeah. I used to love going there the day after Thanksgiving and seeing how quickly, like, overnight, it's they've got a couple thousand people and they would just put everything everywhere overnight and it was yeah. the coolest transformation i've ever seen in my life um <laughs> i do miss that about florida i do miss disney world um that is really the ma most magical place on earth max and i are huge disneyland except for disneyland <laughs> yeah we're disneyland snobs superior yeah. park it is how, how dare you it's the original. You can't. You yeah, can't. but Disneyland can fit in the parking lot of Disney World. That doesn't make it better. Bigger isn't always better. Bigger isn't always better. Okay, I'll say this. Let me say this. I, I've been at Disney World once, and I loved it. I loved everything about it. Even though I got hit in the face by a fireworks shell, so that wasn't oh, fun. And all they gave me for it was two free passes. They're like, we'll give you free passes. I'm like, I live in California. We'll give you passes to Disneyland. I have an annual pass. <laughs> But okay, I'll give them to a friend. I'm like, I thank. I mean, thankfully for me and them, like nothing serious happened. But it was at the um, Epcot, whatever show was, and it was definitely too windy. But they did it anyway. So like, we all got like little singe marks on our arms, and I got literally hit in the face by. It looks like part of a coconut shell. But you loved what it. Looks it. Like. But you were just saying you loved. No, because I have a souvenir. I don't know where it is, but I kept it. <laughs> Right here oh, on yeah. your face, so, right? It's right here on your face. The scar from the shell. That's the souvenir, right? Yeah, no. sure. <laughs> That's still uh, a pretty cool story, yeah. though. Yeah. No, it's cool. You've got a Here's great story. Yeah. Okay, so I, you have the part to... That, now you can check that off that's... of, like, your Disney list. You can yeah. be like, I was hit with a fireworks shell at Disneyland. Okay. Like... I'll say the biggest, the biggest difference to me between the two parks, and maybe this is just due to how massive disney world is is uh our upkeep is way better i think oh anyway that's enough about disney world. <laughs> i feel we could have this conversation for hours and never we once could, talk about because, music i know because we're just like it sounds like we're really big disney fans because i was i just know max and i could go on for so long oh my god no more 
Well, yeah, I am like, yeah, I'm a huge Disney file. I mean, I'll admit it. I mean, it's it's bad. So <laughs> I, I could literally start a Disney podcast and just help tell stories all day long. But yeah, well, <sighs> we we are both both former employees. So oh, you, you were know. original. You were cast members. Oh, that's so awesome. Yes, that's yeah, how much cast we members, love it. Not employees. Sorry, I was just speaking for the, like the general public that's listening. Maybe not everybody is such a big fan of Disney, and they would think I was just making up things. Well. It's I so think cool, even the though. people that hate Disney lo- still love it. <laughs> I don't know anybody. Well, I know people that would be like, I don't want to go to Disneyland. But at the same time, like, why They're not? liars. They're liars. Yeah. Yeah. And at this point, and at this point in 2020, like, you want to go to Disneyland. I don't care oh who my, you are. Anywhere <laughs> other than where we're at right now, right? I mean, yeah. being stuck inside, not being able to play shows, yeah. you know, I mean... It's it's, That's been it's hard. bad. I mean, I'm a stand-up comic, and you know, I've done two shows this year. I mean, and one of them was a pandemic show with socially distanced ten people inside of a brewery, um, <laughs> and we broadcasted it on uh, YouTube, and it was it worked out pretty well, but it wasn't the it's, same. Right, it's not the same. It's just not. It's not going to be the same for a long time. Yeah, so. no, it's not. I mean, I mean, there's some rays of hope looking oh, into yeah. the future. I mean. You know, uh, two, three weeks ago, um, Aftershock Fest was announced for Sacramento. So that's a good one. I mean, four-day festival. I mean, headline Metallica. I mean, that's that's a pretty good festival. So hopefully that's a good sign of what's to come. But that's October of next year. What else is, what else is there? That's the thing. So we don't even know. Yeah, I know a lot of, like, people are, like, hopeful for it, I'm sure. I, I think for, I think um, what I meant was just that, uh, I think shows will come back maybe next year, but I think that a lot of rules are going to be put in place and that's why it's not going to be like the same for a long time because yeah. there'll be ways for us to like go out and see live music eventually, you know, like sooner than later. But you know that like venues are going to have all these new rules and like, so I don't know. That's all I meant. Oh, I, I know exactly what you meant. And you know, yeah. but it, it just... To have to think about that, it really sucks. It does. I mean, we played. I mean, we played. The last time we played was on Super Bowl Sunday, February second, and then like, I mean, I went to an Agrilite show just like days before everything shut down. We just really did not think that it was going to be taken away so quickly, and um, and so like, ev- just everything just in totality you know so it was it's still a shock if i think back i'm like oh my gosh we we were on tour earlier this year with the toasters and mustard plug we were we played five shows in four days and we were like so tired and we kept thinking we're crazy for doing this but oh my gosh i would do that like three weeks in a row right now just because i'm i can't believe i i feel like i took it for granted or something I think we all did. Yeah. You know, I think we really all took it for granted that level of, um, you know, you know, I don't even know how to say it. You know, that we could go out and see music whenever we wanted to. We could go out to bars and hang with our friends whenever we wanted to. We can go see a comic, you know, whenever we wanted to or go to a movie. You know, I mean, it's been almost two years 
No, I, I won't say that. It's been a year and a half since I've been to the movie theater. You know, <laughs> you know, I was the type of person that only went to, you know, movies for really big ones because, you know, it's just getting to that point where it's just too damn expensive. But I was supposed to go see, you know, Black Widow back in March or May, and I and I haven't been able to see that. And right around now, I'm supposed to be able to see the Eternals from Marvel, and I can't see that. You know, it's like I have to wait until next May to maybe see Black Widow. But, you know, and then from there on out, it's like, what are we even doing? You know, I can't even I can't even sit at a bar. You know what I'm saying? I have to you know, you're not allowed to drink at a bar. You have to like walk up, order and then go sit at another table or and then six feet away from the next person next to you. It's it's sad. You're preaching to the choir because, like you said earlier, my daughter has a pretty serious disability. So we don't do anything like we don't. I haven't been anywhere. I don't go to a restaurant even to sit six feet away from another person. Like, and I'm not like that. Like, I love going out to places. I'm used to going out to shows every week, if not playing my own. Plus, me and my husband love to go out to dinner. I love to take my kids places, Um, you know, but we, we can't. Like, we cannot. Like, we're not even like the regular person. Like, you were saying, like, we took this for granted that we could go out at night and I'm like, you are preaching to the choir because like even the flu is like bad for us. We're like, you know, during flu season, my husband will be like, are you sure you want to go out? You know, because that's how it is for us. So I get it. I understand how everybody is feeling right now. Believe me, it's not fun, but this is how it is for a lot of people, a lot of disabled people, a lot of people with um, conditions or um, like illnesses like this is how it is for us like in a regular year from like you know November to May that's flu season and this is what it's like so yeah, yeah it's tough yeah. so um, I feel for everybody right now that there's like I can't do this believe me there have been years where I'm like there's no way like I, I don't think I can do this but you're gonna get through it and as long as we're all healthy then see you on the other side you know, exactly. that's what I'm hoping. Oh, yeah. I, I 100% feel you on that. 100%. Yeah. So um, you mentioned it, and I mentioned it too. Um, talk a little bit about what exactly your daughter has, because I've up until I, you know, saw your guys' press release, and I, I've heard of you, and I've been listening to you guys for years. Um, I didn't you. know this about you, but what exactly is this unfortunate thing that your daughter has? Um, you know, she was born, it's a genetic condition. Um, it's called spinal muscular atrophy. We call it SMA for short, cause it's a nice long title. Um, it's just, it's a, it's like a degenerative, um, neurological, like muscle disease. So basically like your neurons in your body, like in her body, once they die, then they cannot regenerate because she's missing a gene. She was like born without it so um it's a like i said it's genetic so my husband was a carrier and i am a carrier and we had no family history so i always encourage people like hey if you're listening and you're thinking about like having a baby or something like just go do the genetic test like what might might as well then you'll know then you're sure because we had no family history of it so um i just like people to be aware because um i didn't know about it before our diagnosis um, you know, the doctor just started noticing some things about my daughter. Like she was almost two, she wasn't standing, she wasn't walking, you know, a lot of stuff like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, 
So that's kind of like what it is. It doesn't have a cure. There are some, there are really promising treatments that have come out just recently in the last few years. And um, it's, she's in a power chair. People with, with SMA usually will be using some sort of device to help them along. Um, and, and it's at different levels. So um, most importantly, I like people to know that people with SMA usually um, appear like they look different but their minds are 100% on fire. They are the funniest, wittiest, sometimes the smartest people you will know because they are, they're just really observant. They're fine. And yeah, I just like people to know that because I know um, it's hard to like approach somebody usually. And if, and if you don't know, then just ask if they have a caregiver, just say, Hey, what's up? You know? Uh, is it cool if I if I sit down and chat and they'll let you know? So those are all my talking things that I like to say about SME. Um, but I, we wrote the song, our new song, Shine, um, not only to bring awareness to SME, but just to sort of bring awareness to um, coming around to your own feelings, I think, you know, because sometimes it's like... Uh, it's like uh, it started off as a sad song, but now it's a happy song. I gotcha. like to think. Yeah, because one of the things that you know, <clears throat> you know, on my show that I I love talking about, other than entertainment or, you know, music and acting and comics and all this other stuff, one of the underlying themes of my shows are always, you know, um, mental health and advocacy, um, because the name of the show "Suck It" actually is a. It comes from, you know, me being a bipolar person, being told my entire life to suck it up and just kind of, you know, move on with, you know, just, you know, suck it up. Don't worry about it. Well, we'll suck it. I mean, that's, that's not how things work. I can't just suck it up. And um, so when I get the, a chance to really pull back the curtain and, you know, have an opportunity to speak with, you know, people like yourself or others that suffer with some type of, you know, issue um or it's not an issue let me rephrase that um because what and i, I have don't is, think we're yeah. suffering either exactly so you know. <laughs> okay yeah i mean let me rephrase that because i'm not suffering either anymore at least i used to um that have to deal with problematic things that arise right. there we go there we go that's a better way of putting right. it um right. you know that sometimes you know it's okay to talk about it it's okay to you know reach out for support. It's okay to, you know, be down. It's okay to be happy. You know, if you're dealing with something, it's okay to be up and down with it. I mean, it's not going to affect- just have to feel yeah, it. Exactly. You know? Feel it and, and just like acknowledge it and yeah. But the biggest totally thing is agree. letting people know that they're not alone in the world, you know, and that's one of the things I love to press on the show is you're not alone. And, you know, we all deal with something, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's true. You know, I mean, I'm dealing with a divorce and I'm bipolar. So let me tell you how fun this has been the last couple months. <laughs> I know. You know what? I feel like everybody picked 2022 to like grow or like just challenge like, you know, and maybe not even they chose it like to be challenged by this year. Obviously, this year's challenging us whether we like it or not. But yeah, um, I think that's a, a really another reason why we decided to put shine out right now like as because uh it originally was like an acoustic song and we were like eventually we'll make it a full band song 
Um, but then the opportunity came up to put it on Ska Against Racism, which is like um, an Asian man, Bad Time Records, um, Ska Punk Daily comp that came out a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And um, we just, we were like, it's time. We want people to know that like, this is a hard time, but we can do this like if we do this together or not even together like you can you can pick yourself up too i I hope people know that too it's it's definitely not easy but i have a hard time relying on other people i don't know like if that's everybody but um i think it's important to know that like that yes you should ask for help from other people but it's you it's okay to pick yourself up too oh 100 percent yeah. hundred. I, I am feeling everything you're saying right in my soul. And that, Good. that just makes me so warm. Um, first off, I just want to go ahead and say you're freaking awesome. Um, you know, you really truly are. Um, and Max, you're pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> oh, cool. You've, got a lot of cool, you've got a lot of cool toys and stuff. We're going to go, oh, we're, we're, we're going to get there. We're coming. We're going to circle back to that. Um, oh, here. Oh, hold, yeah. See, oh, it, it's coming. Cause, cause, um, I'm about to nerd out with you, Max. Cause I, I've been, I, I've been, I've been eyeballing of those toys back there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, this year has been tough for a lot of people. Um, a lot of people and it's only getting worse. Um, in some cases, some cases is getting better. Um, but regardless, I think, you know, we need to know that. We're going to be okay. Regardless, at the end of the day, we're going to be okay. Um, we don't have any other choice. We have to be. That's what I was about to say. Like, we have to be, you guys. Exactly. Like, we don't have a choice. Um, we don't have to be happy, but we should be okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay to, you know, to not be okay in the process. But, you know, think about that. You know, that there's a light at the end of that tunnel. It might seem like a speck right now, but it's there. Um, I can tell you from personal experience. I can see it. I might be walking pretty slow, but it's there. I can see it. Um, like I have one eye on that <laughs> tiny little light. Yes. I, I, I only have one good eye anyway, so it's always just oh. one eye anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Like you said, you saw it. You saw the light. You, oh, yeah. And you went for it, and you crawled. So. Exactly. And I'm you're just... still going. We're still all going. We're all going, yeah. So... so Let's kind of dive more into the music for a second here. Sure, sure, sure. Because I, I am, you know, the hard rock guy. I'm the, you know, the little bit of everything guy. But rock is my thing. It's always has been and always will be. And over the years, I've lost a lot of contact with your world, the, you know, your genre um, of that, of the rock world. Um, I've, I haven't really been into that scene at all as far as ska goes. Um, and I take no offense. I think that's pretty common. It is, but the, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's, I don't think it was anything I did on purpose. It was something that it just wasn't in front of my face the way it used to be. You know, back when I was a kid in the nineties, it was, there was a little bit of everything. There was the Mighty Mighty Boston's, there was this, there was that. But now the only band that I can think of off the top of my head, other than you guys, is the Supervillains, and and they're then, from Florida, right? Yeah, they're from Cocoa Beach area. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it. Is just them. I mean, and you guys, 
now I'm now I know for a fact there's a shit ton more. I know real big fish still exist. I know you know all those, but as far as like what's in my face and what I know, those are things I you know. And what's it like, you know, hearing that? I mean, and you even said it yourself. You you don't take offense to it because you know it exists and it happens. How do you feel being part of that type of genre that can be? I don't want to say easily forgotten because I've never forgotten it, but it's that it's not as pro- profound as prolific as it was back in the day. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. I would say there's a lot of positives to it. I mean, not to the forgetting people. Well, it's just smaller. So it's a lot more of a tight knit community. Um, even, and especially during this whole year, we've like <clears throat> become band friends with, bands all over um, more so like in other parts of the country we always had like contacts and stuff uh, like Millington we were like friends with already but we've we've just been forming these relationships with other people like more in your neck of the woods um, like um, Jer from Scottune Network and Catbite um, and uh, so that part's really cool that it's like a more tight-knit thing uh yeah, it would be cool if more people, it'd also be cool if more people listen to it. But, you know, I it, it, it does seem like it's on a bit of an upward pro- trajectory. There, there's yeah. a lot of exciting new bands. And, like, you have, like, the Interrupters out there. Like, they're very popular. I mean, they're not, and I'm not, I'm not saying this as any kind of, uh, with any kind of uh, derogatory, uh, that's not the right word, but no judgment, but they're not out there being like ska, 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 ska. They're just playing ska. Correct. So it's not like it's trickling down, really. Um, but it's been it like does that feel for like, so long, though. Yeah. You know, nobody like um, says ska anymore. So I mean, they said it in the '90s, and then people don't know what it means. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. they're like, "What kind just... of music do you play?" I'm like, "Ska." I'm not embarrassed by it. I love it. Oh, I love. I'm not I love by being in a ska band. Yeah. I just think it's funny. Yeah, because people just. They don't know, they either don't know what it is, and you have to, like, reference these, like, bands that are maybe not what, if you're a ska fan, like, who you would want to say, but they're just who they know, you know? You're yeah, like, you're like, you're oh, like, have hey, you ever you heard don't... of No Doubt? Or, like, have you ever heard of Sublime? Or have you ever heard of, like... I guess you could say Real Big Fish. Like, have you ever heard of Real Big Fish? But, like, usually Sublime and No Doubt are, like, your go-tos. Like, that's your that's Correct. your regular person. Except when you say No Doubt, you have to say, so you know No Doubt? Well, they used to play ska before they got famous. <laughs> before right, they got right. famous, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then after they got famous, they had, like, some ska stuff. <laughs> Very yeah, little, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess that, that is, that's the grumble is that, like, you know, when it comes to like talking about ska music with like a just anybody on the street, yes, it's super hard to tell them that like there is a plethora of ska music, great ska music, everywhere from like the 50s, 60s <laughs> to the 80s to the 90s. And even right now, like Max was saying, there's a huge surge of new ska bands that are like, I feel like you're going to hear about it. Like, there's no way you're not going to because there's just, like, Brooklyn Vegan is writing ska articles in 2020. I, I, I used to read that when I lived in L.A. and I was, like, 
trying to make it as just like any kind of musician you know they they didn't talk about ska music that's for sure so I don't know I just think it's kind of like we don't need to make fun of it anymore that is what's so crazy (laughs) Max and I have been like used to people making fun of ska music for as long as this has been a band we've been a band for almost 14 years now and now it's like we don't have to joke about it anymore like we can talk about it seriously and people take it seriously so that's kind of cool oh yeah i mean i've always taken it seriously i just you know i just haven't like i said been around it enough anymore to consider myself part of that scene i i do miss it um you know it's fun to make fun of it though too so and we know that. yeah we we like making it's it we like being self-deprecating too though yeah and like totally like living into the like ska puns and stuff yeah like it it took everything i had to not when tara said brooklyn vegan was writing ska articles it took everything i had to refrain from saying scarticles <laughs> i would like, re- like reach through and like popped you in the nose like <laughs> yeah i mean but I, I think you hit the nail on the head too because i've talked about this before you know um, you know, some of the bigger bands aren't out there, like you were just saying, you know, aren't out there going ska, 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 ska. They're just playing that music. And I feel that is the rock genre in general right now. Some of these bigger artists aren't helping the cause, you know, of smaller artists or indie artists or local bands that, you know, that haven't, you know, gotten out of their region yet. I don't think, you know, in general, there's enough of that. You know, I mean, there's a few exceptions. Don't get me wrong. I mean, um, one of the most notable in recent years was um, the guitarist for um, Five Finger Death Punch, Death Punch Zoltan, taking the band Bad Wolves under his wig and managing them and getting them as big as they are now. Um, but other than that, I mean, there hasn't been a whole hell of a lot of that, you know, and it's one of those things where, but you see that a lot in rap. You see that a lot in pop and hip hop. Um, even country, but on the, our side, it's like, eh, fuck them. <laughs> in a way, though, I feel like that's because, uh, in general, I feel like the rock community at large feels like the ska community does within the rock community. You know, like they're just like, right now, rock is like not as popular. I would say as like all those other genres you mentioned. Yeah. You know, like it's. It's just how it is right now. Like pop people don't like, want to hear real instruments for some reason. Yeah, people want to hear like beeping noises. That's all beeps fine. And boops. I, I like beeps and boops too. I like all kinds of music, but I just feel like, like I said, I feel like rock musicians already feel like they're at the bottom. So like, why would they help anybody? But, but that's not true for us because I can say from experience that when we were a baby band, what our drummer ran into Aaron Barrett from Real Big Fish at a burger joint in our hometown where Aaron also grew up and he handed him a demo of uh, our demo when we were like little we're teenagers still and he produced he produced um our you know a record for us and um EP and an album yeah our EP and our album you know like I mean, maybe that's not, like, a big deal for, like, you know, the rock world at large. But, like, for us, we were like, wow, somebody in ska music that's, like, huge in ska music, the lead singer of Real Big Fish is going to, like, do this for us? It was so strange. 
and like it does happen and all I'm saying is is like I mean we'll never forget it like I, I hope it happens more often because it's just such a it's such a good feeling because you get scared people always say don't meet your idols like don't because then you the illusion's gone they're just normal people but yeah. no I mean it would be so nice if we were all yeah help but and I've heard a lot of stories about like like that from Real Big Fish. They are just yeah. overall good dudes. Um, one of my favorite bands right now is a, I like to call them horror death metal, um, horror horror metal core. I guess you could say a band called Ice Nine Kills. And last year when they were out on tour, um, they were touring with uh, Sirius XM, um, and in one of the stops, um, Real Big Fish said, "Hey, um, we want to come play on one of your songs." And they did. And they actually came out and they got to perform with the band and do like that. And on the original track on the album, it was actually, it was, it's, a, it's a horn part. But um, Less Than Jake did the, the horn part for this, this band. But then they were like, no, we want Real Big Fish. We like, we're, we're going to have Real Big Fish do it on stage with us. <laughs> and they were ecstatic. So, like, you know, they, I've heard a lot of cool stories like that. Those guys are just badass in general. Yeah they're super nice yeah like i said it was like it was such a cool experience when you're that young especially you know and you're starting off you're just like what wow like somebody believes in me that's not my mom or like my dad you know know, this is really cool so um yeah i would love to see more of that but like max said earlier like even if it's not um someone bigger than you i think especially in our little scene in ska music right now the thing that's really like uh making everything move along is that we are working together like no matter where you are in the world all these new ska bands are col- doing collaborations together you know um doing like setting up promoting each other on yeah, promoting instagram each other and, and yeah. having live stream shows where like you would never see these bands in combination together so it's special you know, they're putting out, they're making music. They're, you know, putting out records. And it's just, it's really neat. I, I haven't seen any other scenes, like, as active as, I mean, like, on a small, like, the, the smaller scenes, like, on a smaller scale, like, I haven't seen it as active as ska music is right now. It's so crazy. See, now it's making me more, you know, want to go and seek this out because... Just go check it out. Like, I yeah. even if it's not, like, your style of music, you should just see, like, the boom. Just so that you know, like, it's just, it's strange. Like, even for us, who've been doing it for so long, the boom is, it came out of nowhere. It, it literally came because of COVID, I feel like. Like, it was, I don't know. It was just, like, this little bubbling, like, maybe it could happen. It was, like, a dream at the beginning of 2020. We're like, Ska, 2020. And then... It did, like it happened because everybody. It's really funny too, because like there's so there's it's so like present that people are promoting new bands that like people think we're a new band. It's like right, people think we're new, and we've been a band for 14 years. Like, yes. I mean, we love seven it. releases we, and everything else in between too. We love yeah. it. Like we love it. We're so glad because we feel like a new band. But yeah, um, yeah it, the Boston's were a band for like 10 plus years before anybody like you know, any, yeah, that's something. Yeah. There was a really um, cool documentary called pick it up ska in the nineties that came out last year. Yes. Uh, Seek it out. It's really great. I mean, even if you're not into ska now, it'll 
get you it'll get you excited for Scott. It really energized us even more. But um, yeah, the bo- they were talking about the boss. Like Tara just said, the Boston's in there, and you're like, look, we're not. We don't have any delusions of like making a living right. out of playing ska it's 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 something we do and we love it but it, we're not gonna get so, to boston status or so anything, yeah i'm but... not comparing it in this level know. but it's like boston's <laughs> had boston's were around for a decade and put out multiple albums before anyone even really knew who they were yeah so it's like this it takes time and it takes support and hard it's work just affirming and... you know because it's like i don't know we're getting we're we're, we're adults, you know, and everyone always says that, especially since we're in a ska band, they're like, how long are you guys going to do this for? But we never wanted to stop because it wasn't about that. We exactly. just were like, we, if we stopped, then what would we do? Like, we, we have just, to do this. Yeah. Like we wouldn't like Max is my best friend. Like, what are we going to do? Just like meet up and like stare at each other? Like, no, like let's meet up and make some music or something, you know? So as long as people like, listen yeah. to us, then I think, even if they don't listen to us, like I said, we've been band forever. This is there's just- a long, there's a long history of this band that's way too much to get into, but I'll just say there have been periods where, where both Tara and I were not in the band, uh, not of our choice. And uh, those were not years that were as good as the other ones. <laughs> not saying like life was terrible, but once we really got back into it um like six and a half years ago it's like oh yeah we have to be doing this yeah like this is important and even though it's like tara's super busy with her kids and i i own a business and i'm work like 14 hours it's not yeah i work like 14 hours a day but i still i still like have to make time to do this because this is what keeps me sane yeah so. Yeah, there are nine people in our band too, and like everybody is committed. So it's like, we're—it's not just us. It's like a beast of with its own life, and we feel like at this point. And I always joke with the guys that like half past two is my lifeblood. Like, I, <laughs> I need it to like just function because if I did it, like Max said, I would go crazy. Like I, I like I, I have other things going on in my life. I have my kids and stuff, but like everybody has a hobby. You know, yeah. mine just happens to be this, you know, yeah. so. And I, I feel, you know, and I can say this from personal experience as well. You know, the people that say, why are you know, how long are you going to do this for? Or why are you still doing that? Or whatever the case might be, are the ones that tried and couldn't make it and are just kind of jealous of that. So like, my, <laughs> let me give an example. My dad back in the 60s and 70s was in a band prior to me and my mom. And that was what he wanted to do. I mean, he was hardcore about it. And then I don't know if it was my grandfather or my grandmother or whatever the case might be, that old world style, you know, eventually he quit and gave it up and became a family man. And I've always had the entertainment, you know, you know, thing in my blood. There's that spark that I just cannot get rid of. And, you know, I was a musician for a long time. I was, you know, touring guitarist and a backup vocal guy. Um, I was a professional wrestler for a long time, and now I'm a, you know... Um, Derek! Yes. So many hats. Oh, yeah. I mean, but I, I love the <laughs> entertainment field. Um, I'd still be a professional wrestler right now if I didn't break my, break my neck. Um, yeah. These are crazy stories, Derek. Oh, I got, I got stories for days. <laughs> you made uh, my neck hurt just thinking about it. Oh, I, it's, it's worse when I tell you that I've actually broken it twice. 
Well, here you are. Look at you. You're a miracle. And and none of it happened in the ring. The first one was a car accident. And then the second one actually happened laying in bed while I sneezed. As you broke your neck sneezing? I did. Because did you what? re-break your did you re-break your neck? Is that I, what it was? I re-broke it. Oh. At, what ended okay. up happening was the mechanics that they put in my neck from you know from the original accident back in 2013 um, ended up failing at some point and I didn't know it and it ended up fusing wrong and there was you know not even the doctors pick it up on MRIs or anything like that and eventually this one just powerful sneeze just did it did it in and it completely you know messed up my neck again. And they actually, what does that feel like? Yeah, how did you know your neck was broken? Did you like sneeze and then you were just like stuck forward? You're like uh... I was actually uh, paralyzed for a good three or four minutes. Whoa, Dick. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It felt Wait, like were you alone? No, my wife was laying right next to me. Okay. <laughs> um, it <laughs> felt like I was. It felt like alone. like I had been electrocuted. Um, like I could feel it all the way from my neck down to my toes and my fingertips. Like it was like this constant feeling of electricity just all over my body. And um, at that point in time, I was like, oh, that's weird. And I got up the next morning to go to work, um, back when I actually had a job. Um, and uh, it happened a couple times on the way there. But, like, I actually had to pull over my car because it was like there was just something wrong. And I ended up in the emergency room later that day and – yeah, I mean, it was – then I'm having to remove my C5 and my C6 vertebrae. Um, so I'm actually missing two of my vertebrae in my neck. Oh, my gosh. You're, like, more punk rock than, like, most people I've ever met. This is so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is so crazy that you're like, oh, man. Yeah. I don't even remember what we were talking about before because I'm just like thinking about them taking those out of your neck. I have two uh, scars on my neck, one on each side from where they went in to go do the surgeries. So I look like, you know, potential, you know, an attempted murder victim. So it's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If anyone oh ever asks, gosh. I'm like, I'm from Florida, man. What do you expect? I mean, it happens. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you, can make up some, you can make up some crazy stories, right? Like you're from Florida and you have all these scars. You can be like. You can tell people anything you... Is that what you're doing to me right now, actually? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> If If that was the case, I would come up with a much better story than I sneezed, sneezed. in bed. <laughs> I know. I, I broke my hand really bad in 2011. Like, really bad. Like, I should not have fingers and stuff now. Like, it looks like a mutant hand and stuff. And, yeah, um, I, was in, I went back to school, and people would see it after it had been unwrapped and it, I look like Wolverine because I had these things like sticking out of my these because I had broken all the bones in my hand mm -hmm. and people would ask me like what did you do and I was oh it was a stupid story and I was like I need to come up with something way better I need some street cred that's what <laughs> I need like I'm, I'm like the wimpiest person that you'll ever meet so yeah it sucked it sucked I wish I had come up with some good stories or had a some like your story doesn't even need to be made up because yours is just so great. <laughs> my uh, oldest daughter, my 18 year old, um, back in 2015 had um, a complete um, T-spine uh, rebuild, um, a fusion because she had a really bad um, scoliosis. 
And so now she's got this long scar from her from the bottom of her neck all the way down to the middle of her back. And uh, she's like, you know, I got to come up with a good story to tell people. And I'm like, I have an, I have one. I have one. We can go ahead and say that you were a Siamese twin, and that's where we removed the one of your other twins. However, she was the good one and didn't make it. <laughs> and she's like, I like that. <laughs> or you or <laughs> I fe- you fell from heaven, and that's where your, your wings fell off. <laughs> and she goes, I'm not that. She goes, nobody would believe that. I'm too much of an asshole. I'm like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh, man. Um. But yeah, I mean, scars are fun. Oh my God, scars are fun. I mean, and I'm and I'm, <laughs> I am made of scars. You know, I could I could have an, an entire three hour long episode just talking about all the different scars on my body. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know. Anyway, back to what I was saying about my dad. Um, before we got sidetracked there. Um, Sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> It's completely fine. I, I think I started it. Um, I'd hear about your neck. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so I've always had that in my blood to where I've you know been a constant performer. I've had to be performing. And now that I do this and stand-up comedy, my dad is always on me. When are you going to stop doing that and get yourself a real job again? You know, are you, are you even making any money? There's no way a million people listen to you in a month, Derek. Dad, I just did a show... <laughs> I can show you no, 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 it's Derek. Just get a real job. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm almost 40 years old, Dad. I think I know what I'm doing. I love you too, Dad. Thanks for the support, Dad. <laughs> um, a couple weeks back, he, uh, my my mom, they're not they're not together anymore. Had yeah. my niece and uh, for her birthday, and my I don't know how it ended up happening, but my dad and his wife met up with my mom and all had dinner with, you know, my niece, their granddaughter. And that in itself right there is weird enough. But my mom called me the next day and told me about this dinner. I was like, oh, that must have been fun for you to have dinner with dad. She goes, oh, it was a blast. But what was even more funny was the fact that the entire hour that we were there, all he did was talk shit about you and how you need to get a real job. (laughs) I'm like, so wait a minute. Wow. At Haley's birthday party, my niece... The entire time it was spent, me, she goes, oh, yeah, that. And they were talking shit about Trump the entire time, too. I'm like, so um, so my my mouth, my name came out of them in the same sentence as Trump? This is ridiculous. I'm like, I don't even, I didn't know whether or not to be excited that, you know, that they had that much hatred for Trump that they were, you know, also putting me in there or to be insulted. <laughs> Well, um, you know, that's just parents' way. And I'm sure it was just, like, his coping mechanism so that he, like, had something to talk to your mom about. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know why people do that. I remember when I was younger, I I used to tell my my grandparents all the time. They'd be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, I want to be a rock star. I used to say that all the time. Like, I don't know why, but I did. I like to sing when I was a kid. I was like, I want to be a rock star. They're like, no, you want to be a teacher. No, you want to be a teacher. I think about them every time I get on stage. I'm like, I'm sticking it to grandma and grandpa. <laughs> like, I'm a rock star. Like, grandma and grandpa. No, I think, I'm sure your dad, uh, you're right. Your dad's just probably a little jealous. Yeah, because he, your... he never made it in music. Um and nobody barely anybody makes it in music but basically he he quit he did he gave it up to be you know to do something else and that and that always like blows my mind there's nothing wrong with it It, it's just it's so 
weird to me just based on how I feel about it. Someone who's like in a band for a while, a long time when they're younger and then just stops and never plays again. It's like, I don't get it. You know, like again, not, 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 not judging them. Just, I don't understand how some people can't that's possible. Some Some people can't like, I know a ton of people that like, I'm saying we can't, but there's people that do. I know. And I'm one of those people to be honest with you. You know, back in 2000. Oh yeah, you were. But you're still performing, though. You're still performing, Correct. though. But I gave up. I'm, I'm, I talking, gave about, up I'm talking about people yeah. that like. Right, I'm talking about people that are like performers, and then just like, well, I'm done with that. Now I'm just an adult. Correct. Yeah. I, 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 it's so weird to me. Yeah. Like it's for it's very foreign to me. Correct, and, and I agree with you on that aspect of things. But I, I mean, I'm, I did give up music, um, just because. I mean, in the Orlando time. I mean, back in the early 2000s, um. Or the Orlando music scene was full of a bunch of bands that wanted to do nothing but get on the radio. So they wanted to sound like Seven Dust. They wanted to sound like Godsmack. They wanted to sound like, you know, these bands. And it's like, guys, can we play something else? And nobody wanted to do it. So, I mean, I was joining bands as a lead singer. I was joining bands as a guitarist. And they just, we're going to go ahead and we're going to test you out with the Seven Dust song. Okay. (laughs) Um, uh, I tried out for half past two with a with a no doubt song. Well, I mean, and that's fine though. But like, <laughs> but like, but that's all they wanted to do. We didn't have any music. They didn't want to go in any other direction. But we have to get on the radio. We have to get on the radio. And I'm like, okay. But then I try to start my own band, and you know, I had these people coming in, like, and they're like, oh, this is too hard for the radio. How are we supposed to get any airtime? What does it matter? Can't You're we like, just play music? And right. it, it just got so overwhelming. That I was just like, you know what, I'm done. And I, I, when I was a kid, I always wanted to do two things. I always wanted to be a professional wrestler, and I always wanted to be a, a musician. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go chase this other dream. And I did it for, you know, I did. So I got to say, I, I, at least I could say I did both. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I still play guitar. I still have my, my acoustic upstairs, and I, I play all the time. But it's like, you know, I, I get to come on here every day, talk to, you know, thousands of people. And I get to tour, you know, with comedy, or I used to get to tour with comedy. Um, so I get to still be perform. So, I mean, but, yeah, that music aspect of things, it took, there was a lot. It, it took a lot out of me back in the day. And saying I, that, yeah. It does take a lot out of you, and I think that's why what I was, that's why I was telling you, Max, like, eh, it's okay to, like, because it's okay to never pick up your guitar ever again. You know, like, it's, it's if you love it, but it's I'm not, not saying it's not I know, okay. I know. It's just, I, I know, yeah. I know, I know. But what I, I just want to like put it out in the ether that I think it's okay too. That like, if you, if you can't do it anymore, then don't. But like for me being like a, a female in the music industry, the minute people found out I was pregnant, they, I, they thought I was done. They didn't even ask me. They didn't yeah. even ask me what I wanted to do. They were just like, that's the end. And I was like, the end of what? Well, you're not going to be in a band anymore. I was like, well, why not? Like, well, well, you're having a baby. Like, okay. Like, well, I mean, you're, you're just going to stop then. Like, but why? You know, I, I just didn't understand why. Because my husband supports me being in a band. He knows it's like part of me. It's always been who I was. And I don't see why you can't do both if you can make it work. You know, so... Like I said, there's two things. I totally understand why people give it up for, like, say, a family or a job. Obviously, 
you need money to live. We live in a capitalist society, and if that's how that's how the cookie crumbles, I guess. But you know, if it's, I also want people to know that if it's such a part of you that you're like sad that you're not doing it, like do it do in it. some way. Yeah, exactly. do it in some way. Like you deserve to be happy, okay? Like go into your cabinet and take out a pot and like bang on it and yeah. make up some music. I don't, you know, I don't know, but yeah. I mean, Adele did that a few years ago. I mean, no, no more than a few years ago. I mean, she gave it all up to be a mom. And yeah. then, and then at one point she was like, and then like a year or two later, she's like, no, fuck this. I'm out. I'm going to go out and be, do it again. And she was ready, willing, and able. She was like, I'm going to be a mom. And then she was like, nope, can't do it. <laughs> she came back. Well, it's and not even that's just that. True, it's like, yeah. you have to, you have kids. You have to realize too that like, it, for the first couple of years, yes, you pour your entire self into this little person because you're trying to get them to a place where they can, like, survive. And then, eventually, they want nothing to do with you. They hope you have a hobby, okay? They're like, go do something so that you're not bugging me. You know, like, they just, that's how kids are. They love, a lot of kids love their parents, but they don't want you, like, hovering over them all the time. So, um, that's another reason why I was like, I can't give this up because eventually, you know, my kids, they're going to have their own things. I think about my parents all the time. Like, where would they be without whatever it is? The, my dad likes to fix up cars. That's yeah. his joy. You know, that's totally cool. Like, let, go let him do it. You know, I, it's not something I like to do. I don't do it with him. So that's all. I don't know. I hope that I just think about all the people out there right now, like sitting at home going like, what am I doing? What do I do with like today with my entire life? Even, yeah. you know, just, just do something that's going to like make you crack a smile on your face, even for five minutes, pick exactly. up your guitar again, especially <laughs> this year when so with so many people out of work, find that passion that you used to have. I mean, it, you're, you're all, the only person that's holding up that brick wall is you. So, I mean, you know, nobody's putting it there in front of you. If you're out of work this year, living off of unemployment or severance, can't find a job, you know, that's that's a lot of people in America right now, unfortunately. However, if you have the opportunity and you have a passion and you have a drive that you've always wanted to pursue, this is the year to do it. I mean, it's not giving up anytime soon, so you might as well give something a try. We always talk about, too, about how, like, uh, 2020 is, like, a blessing sort of in disguise for mm -hmm. our band because um you know we had goals we had a list of things we wanted to accomplish this year and a lot of them didn't get done but we did so many other things and things that are even more productive than the things that we had planned i feel like um you know like making connections and and making friends and you know collaborating the music has changed i think like it will show like we we're we're recording an album right now which we have not done for like since we haven't released an album since 2009 so um I mean, a full-length album yeah yeah we've had eps but i mean like a full length you know like our lat well our last one is kind of like in between it's weird it's seven songs so but yeah i'm technically saying like, technically spotify classifies it as an album just okay saying. but yeah so <laughs> i'm just saying like I, a lot of things change for us our priorities change and yeah. it did for a lot of a lot of people so in that in that aspect i feel like 2020 has a lot of interesting things coming for like music um uh and not just ska music just music in general music in general because, yeah because 
we're meeting new people, people we'd never meet in like a normal year. So um, it's what you make it. Yeah. Um, I, and I hate saying that because there's, there's a lot of people that are just like, like you said, struggling. And I, I don't want to seem like overly positive, but I just want people to know that it's been hard, even for us. People are like, how are you guys doing all of this? Like they think that we're trying to be overachievers. No, <laughs> this is just us. This is how we've always been. We're just as tired, frustrated, you know, depleted as like the next person. The thing is, is like, there are nine of us and we are just here for each other. The scene is there for each other. We're gonna get some stuff done, hopefully. Yeah, and then another thing too, that I think um, has been a great thing for bands like yourselves and, you know, all the other, you know, indie artists in America right now is the fact that if you drop a single on a Tuesday or if you drop an LP or an EP on a Friday, you're not competing with the big bands right now. You guys have leveled the playing field as far as that kind of stuff goes for this year. And next year, you know, when the big bands finally start doing, do start releasing stuff again, you know, is their popularity going to be nearly as big as it used to be? Or are their fans going to be like, hey, you weren't there for us when we needed you the most, but this new band or this band that's been around for a while released a bunch of stuff last year, and I'm thankful for them. Where were you at? No, I mean, my favorite band in the entire world um, is Avenged Sevenfold, and they sent out an email a month ago saying, hey, we have a new album ready for you guys, but we're not releasing it until we can tour again. Thanks. I mean, I appreciate the update, but um, what? Like, Got, I want it right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, totally... You can't even give us a single? They're like, and, and they it, teased you. It did. They're like, They're like well, our, and they said in the email, our music needs to be supported by a, a stage show because you need to be able to see it as well as feel it and hear it and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, then why even tell us that the album is even ready? You know, we, I, I, you know, Matt and Sinister, dude, what are you guys doing? Come on. <laughs> you know, it's like, give us something. You're, like, you're breaking my heart. And it's yeah. already been a hard year. Exactly. Did you, <laughs> did you know that one of their drummers used to be in a ska band? Of course. Uh, Brooks Reckerman. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Justin. Oh, Ju oh, that's right. Yeah, Justin. That's right. Um, yeah. Was in Suburban Legends. Yeah, that's right. Yep. But yeah, so weird. <laughs> I mean, I, I, they are my favorite band of all time, and they're right now they're on my shit list. <laughs> <laughs> You're they're in timeout. Right they now. are, but as soon uh, as like, as soon as they it. announce a tour, I'll be the first one in on Ticketmaster buying a fucking ticket. You know, I think that's what we're hoping for. Like, comes out of this year for us is just like we before this we never leave. Like, we don't leave Orange County because it's just we've just focused on like our little area southern california you know like barely la barely san diego but like that's where we stay and um now it's i just hope that there's enough interest to where people might want us to go other places that's just like something on our our personal bucket list we've always sort of wanted to do is like go on tour we've been on a little tour a couple like two little tours with real big fish and we've been on some little tours in california but it would be so cool to go to other places so we've I only really played in we've only played in three different states california nevada and arizona so it's ever been an ambition because we never really thought it would like be something we could do but now we're like well it was an ambition back in the day but before 
the dark times. <laughs> Before we got all jaded. Yeah, we're Before the empire. Ja- yeah. yeah. So, well, if you ever know, make I, it to the East Coast, I would love to see you guys. We're definitely going to come to the East Coast. Like, I definitely. There, well, yeah, I don't think there's we can no really way. say anything, but there's an event that may happen, COVID pending. And if that event happens, then we will be there. What's, yeah, <laughs> what state is that? Uh, Virginia. Oh, well, if that's yeah. the case, then. I will be there because that's where I live. Um, well, yeah. So, like, yeah, but we don't know. Like, nobody well, knows. Yeah. If it happens, I will. That's I will the worst, you know? Either like, with bells that's on. the unknown. Yeah. The unknown <laughs> is the worst because we're, like, it's hard to be excited for something because it's, like, you cannot get your hopes up for anything. anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so. That is the worst part. But... I'm just assuming that nothing, that we're not going to play a show again until, like, the end of the summer at the earliest. I mean, it'd be great if it happens earlier, but I'm just trying to manage expectations. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh, I can get that. Um, yeah, definitely. All right, we're gonna we're gonna change we're gonna change for here for a second, and we're gonna we're gonna nerd out a little bit for the last portion of this little interview. Okay. Max. It's Max time. Max, yeah. have you been watching Mandalorian? Of course you have. Yeah. He is like one of the. He's probably the biggest Star Wars fan I've ever met. He's got a room full of Star- just one room of Star Wars like memorabilia, all walls. Like, see, every- that, see, see, Max, you and I are connected um, in ways that <laughs> that are just making me happy. Um, so the child, there's been some yes. speculation online that oh, with no. him eating the eggs, spoilers alert, spoiler no, alert, no. no. I can tell you right now, I do not buy into this at all, and it's complete bullshit. I do too, but I, I you know, that he's turning to the dark side, and you know no. he's killing, you know he, and then you know last week he stole the cookies and without a care in the world. I think he's just acting like a damn child. He doesn't know any better. Yeah, and guess what? Millions of people eat unfertilized eggs every morning. <laughs> every <So>. morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Me too. I did it this morning. It was fantastic. Um, but yeah, I think this show, this year has been, it's better than last year already. Um, I I like how they're incorporating things. I'm still waiting to see what they do with Boba Fett. I mean, they gave us that little tease at the end of the first episode. Uh, Um, there's so, I think it's good that they're dragging it out though, because you don't want the, the show needs to be what the show is before you bring in Boba and you know, they teased it last season well they didn't tease him but i think i don't i don't see really people talking about but and i'm thinking the whole time like that episode on tatooine someone walks up and kills ming na wen and who is that they never went back to it and well looks like it was probably boba uh and I'm, i'm glad that they just teased it in the first episode and then obviously it'll come back later but let's do some other stuff now yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's I'm I'm curious. I mean, it's it's uh I, you know, my hats off to everyone at Disney for this show. I mean, good god. I mean, good old happy, you know, happy Hogan, you know, doing his thing and you know, I, god, I love that man. He is such a good guy. Um, <laughs> you know, I didn't like his last several movies, but yes, this is amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, you can he, I, okay, I should say Jungle, Jungle Book and Lion King. Jungle Book and down. Lion King was were were very good, <laughs> and you know, with if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
Oh, for sure. Iron Man, Iron Man 2, yes. Lion King and Jungle Book, no thank you. (laughs) I thought Lion King was pretty good. I I finally watched some of the Avengers movies. Finally? (laughs) She watches all of this... MCU out of order and text me questions the whole time. Like you're watching it. them in the wrong order. He likes Just watch it. them in the right order. <laughs> you love it. You and love and it. by the way, for those of you listening that don't know who Happy Hogan's John Favreau, um, <laughs> that's who we're referring to. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, John Favreau is, you know, is in my opinion, you know, more important to the, you know, the MCU and Marvel and now even Star Wars than Kevin Feige is. Um, so, I mean, it's like, you know, what they're doing now, I think, is, you know, is going to be interesting. What did you think about the, uh, the, uh, the, the final sequels? Oh, okay. I didn't know Uh-oh. if we were going to go there because this, this could go very this, – this uh, could go very bad right now, this conversation. Yeah, you, this is where you might diverge. Hey, you know <laughs> – I, I always allot for twenty for thir- hour and a half for every episode. You know we got time, so if you got time, <laughs> okay, let's do okay. it. Okay. <laughs> well, there's really there's really one question that matters. Okay. Well, sorry, I'll just make a statement and then you can react to it. The Last Jedi is the second best Star Wars movie behind Empire. Hundred percent agree with you. Okay, cool. Then we're 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 gonna wow. have a great time. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um. I this think this is already different than normal. All right. So there was, there was a lot of you know heat that they took for for Last Jedi, um, you know. But every I mean, at every turn in that movie, it subverts your expectations. I don't understand why that is a bad thing for people. Yeah, you go to movies, and oftentimes, even if they're amazing and you love them, they're still predictable, and you know what's going to happen. Every step of Last Jedi, you think you know what's going to happen, and it subverts your expectations. And that is one of the themes of the movie for the story. It's one of the themes of the movie for the characters. Every character, well, you know, the younger characters, they all fail. They Something happens that is not what they expected. And it's just a great movie. And if you want to try to say that he that Ryan Johnson ruined Luke Skywalker... Well, tell me what he was supposed to do with Luke at the from the end of Force Awakens. It wasn't Ryan Johnson that set up the fact that Luke had disappeared. Like he had to deal with the aftermath of that. He didn't make that choice. JJ and Kathleen Kennedy Correct. made that choice. And I'm not saying it's a bad choice. No, I have no problem with it. But you're being mad, you're mad at the wrong person. He had to pick up that story thread. Also, guess what? All these people had say in the story. They didn't just send Ryan Johnson off and like not pay attention to what Star Wars movie he was making and just deliver a final product. This is the story that Lucasfilm wanted to tell. It is because and- the thing about it is, if you go back to um, to Jedi, you know, at the end there, I mean, Luke lost his father after you know a many year battle of fighting, you know, with him and. You know, finally starting to feel a real connection. And then, you know, it was just kind of over and done with. If you honestly expected, you know, for in him, you know, to be in part seven as the leader of the new Jedi Rebellion, 
then you were, were sadly mistaken, in my opinion. You know, it fit the bill that Leia was there because she was there from the get-go, always with the Rebellion. Luke was off doing his own thing, having to find his way, you know, because they didn't realize that they were brother and sister for a while. You know, so even though Leia says she always knew and kissed him at one point in time, but we won't go there. Um, <laughs> you know, it was a it was a completely different path. She felt the need to stay with them and lead them. He was he felt and they, you know betrayed yeah. and he felt he felt everything under the sun and he needed to be by himself. And they showed that in Rise of Skywalker too. Like she she says, "You know what? I I'm going to stop. I can't keep my up Jedi training. I need to be over here. You go do this." Yeah. Um but yeah, Last Jedi is amazing and then my thoughts on the trilogy on the sequel trilogy overall are um Last Jedi is the best and I think that and I very much enjoy the other two but I think overall they could have done a lot better job of making a cohesive trilogy. I think that as much as I love Last Jedi they probably should have had one director do the whole thing yeah. and taking their time and not done them two years apart, but done them three years apart. Like historically star Wars movies were yeah. made. Um, so yeah, individually I enjoy them a lot, but then like you're watching rise of Skywalker and that movie has a lot of problems. I just choose to enjoy it. And I think there's a lot to love in it as well. But one of the things that like quote unquote bugs me, not really, but is there's this camaraderie between the new Trinity of Ray, Poe and Finn. And that is not in the other movies really. Like they have their own, like Ray and Finn have a good connection. Poe and Finn have a good connection, but it's not like, it's not like Luke, Leia and Han where you see them together through now. Gaya, they're separated. Like you were mentioning in empire and stuff, but you see them together a bunch. They feel like a family Rise of Skywalker, you jump into it and that's how they are and they're all hugging at the end, but you never see it. And that's like one criticism that I have. And I feel like, I don't know what I would necessarily do differently, but it all to me, it almost feels like this needed to be four movies and not three. I agree with because that. Because yeah. there, there, there is just a big chunk of story missing between last jedi and rise of skywalker mm-hmm. um i don't know if that means that i was you like know, you Force know awakens there's gonna be like, some should... movie that talks about that well that's the thing that they're gonna retcon everything disney has said that they're going to completely you know erase seven eight nine from and they're going to be doing something different now so that whole thing doesn't even matter at this point which is i, I find odd I don't even know about this. Yes. Look it up. They are going to retcon seven, eight, and nine, or at least nine, I've heard. Huh. Oh. I don't I don't know the specifics of it, but that is what I'm I'm reading and seeing. Hmm. Because, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people were pissed off that, you know, that Ray was a palpatine, you know, but at the same time I like that. I like that aspect. I, of I think that I loved that she was no one. And I thought that was awesome. But revealing her later to be a Palpatine doesn't ruin that for me because that still happened. It's like it's like in comics when characters die and they come and then they get come back later. It's not like they didn't die. They still experienced death and all of their 
friends and family experience their death, it doesn't just because they're back now doesn't mean that didn't happen. Yeah. So I do feel that that doesn't ruin it. And also, while like I'm saying there should have been another movie leading up to Palpatine coming back and all this stuff or more story leading up to it, it kind of wouldn't make sense if he wasn't the ultimate villain of the sequel trilogy because why would it be episode seven, eight, and nine if it wasn't continuing the story that started in episode one, which is the story of Palpatine's rise and fall and rise and fall again. Like if it was just Snoke and if, if Ray, I don't know, I guess it could make sense, but I I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm just convincing myself to like, we know that Snoke was just a, you know, a a messed up, you know, a a clone gone bad of Django. So, I mean, it was, which threw me off for a loop there. I didn't like that I don't think all. it's Django. That's what they said. Uh, how do you? That's what I, I was under the impression. He I was, don't think so. I thought he was a Django so. Fett clone. I think he's just uh, some something created. Okay. Speaking of which, all right, I want to say a theory about the Mandalorian. Okay. I want to float this theory past you unless you don't want to have this in your head. This isn't a spoiler. It's just something that came to me in the last episode. Okay. All right, you want me to go ahead? Go for it. The the Imperial Remnant needs the child to uh, make a successful clone of Palpatine to put his consciousness into. That's what they need the child for. Oh, because wait, wait oh, I'm I'm sorry, I I spoke wrong. It wasn't a clone of Jango Fett. It was a clone of Palpatine. Never mind. I, okay, I apologize. That would make sense. Yes, it, he, Snoke was a uh, uh, yes. I, I completely. Got my names messed up there for a second because there's so much going on in my head right now. He was a clone of Palpatine. My fault. So I right. think you're right, 100. percent Because because in the last episode they say like when the the hologram of the scientist guy he's like talking something about uh, doing an infusion and the M count, which obviously midi chlorians, and they mm-hmm. don't want to say midi chlorians because it's a dirty word for some people. Yeah. Um, which another tangent. Okay, people, midi chlorians. It does not make the force not mystical. The midichlorians do not give you the force. The midichlorians are something that can measure your potential to use the force. So it doesn't make it scientific. It's just a way to kind of measure things. Exactly. Anyway. You're right. Um, Because I think, because they they showed all those clones too in the tubes. Um, Yes. And, you know, the one that they focused in on looked a hell of a lot like Snoke. Um, I have to go back. I have to watch it again. I, I've watched <laughs> it twice. Like... I've watched it twice because I because my wife, um, well, my soon to be ex wife went out of town this weekend, and her and I are still living together. So I watched it without her, and then I, when she came back, I watched it again just because it was so damn good. But um, yeah, that that clone did look a hell of a lot like Snoke. Um, and, um, you're, I think you're on the right track there. Cause I, I've read a couple theories other than that. And, you know, I love, I look, I'm just as invested as in star Wars as I am with the Marvel universe. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't read any theories. I didn't even watch the trailer going into season two. I'm kind of to that point where I don't want to know anything. Yeah. But I had, already, I had already had that theory, but to see somebody else's point of view on it was pretty cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, they need him to be able to power the Palpatine clone, which yeah. And here's the question too. Like 
how did they know about the child is this is just coming to me now is it possible that the child who's 50 years old and this is five years after jedi which makes it 10 years after new hope which makes it 28 years after revenge of the sith which makes it 28 years after attack of the clones and uh, with the 40 it's close it's close to 50 years 50 years is close is a a little bit before uh phantom menace so is it possible that palpatine that the child is a clone of yoda that palpatine made because obviously like the imperials know about him they know the child exists they're out to find him how do they know that he exists? How do they know where he is? Did he escape? Did someone steal him? Yeah. Was he in a lab being grown up and then someone spirited him away and they're trying to get him back? Yeah, that's a, that is a great question. Where did he come from to begin with? Right. Um, and I, and I, I, didn't, I didn't even consider the Yoda clone thing until just now. Yeah, I mean, that's but. possible. I mean, because, I mean, Yoda and Palpatine were at one point friends. Um, so, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. he could just like pluck a hair. He could have. Take his cup from, from next to him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of questions there and it's, I I love, you know, you know, it's the same kind of stuff, you know, that I am enjoying now that the, the same reason why I loved Rogue One so much. You know, that in-between story, you know, kind of sets up everything and really kind of dives yeah. into different things. And, and That's you the know. only one I haven't watched. Everyone says it's See, so good. I own I it. I love Rogue One, too. I love Rogue One, too, but I'm also excited for things that are going to be entirely new. Which, like, The Mandalorian is kind of doing the best of both worlds. It is. Like, it's it, it's, its own thing, but it's also referencing movie stuff. Clone Wars and Rebels, so that's awesome, but it does feel still like its own thing, and that's what I'm excited for for the future of like Star Wars movies and stuff. Um, I I don't know what's happening. I hope Ryan Johnson is still gonna do his own Star Wars trilogy at some point because I, that would be amazing. I'm yeah. glad that they. I'm glad that the assholes. Uh, Benioff and Weiss are not doing uh, Star Wars anymore because they don't deserve it for what they did to Game of Thrones. Um, Yeah, I know. Which, and before I get any haters on that, it's not that the story was bad. It was. It's that HBO told them, have as much money and as many episodes as you want to, to finish the story. And they said, eh, we'll just do it in six so we can do something else instead of handing it over to another showrunner. So they're on the shit list forever because they're hacks. They are. Also, the show started going downhill when they ran out of book to adapt. So yeah. I do not think they're as talented as they think they are. Other people think they yeah, are. Yeah, season six was Game the of last Thrones, good season for me. Game of Thrones was like my favorite show when it was on. And honestly, if I'm like, not that I'm in Target much anymore, but if I like I'm in Target and like walk by the Blu-ray set, it makes me angry. Yeah. And again, not just be, not because the story was bad. It's because they intentionally said fuck it and just moved on. They did. 
I've never watched Game of Thrones. Well, don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm rewatching yeah. Lost right now. You should watch Lost. I am Lost too. Is awesome. I just you think, are. Yeah, right now. Oh, I'm on like the third episode. Right? I've never watched oh. Lost. I'm on season four. Re- oh. Rewatch. I, I just, haven't watched it since the original run. I just started it last Friday. So. Wait, but this is your first time watching it. No, Greg and I oh. watched it religious. We had that was we were poor, and that was the only reason we bought cable was so that we could, <laughs> so that we were, could record, so we could video record it um, on our DVR while we worked because we worked together, and we were never home in time for it because we worked all the time. So we're like, we gotta get cable. We gotta we gotta make enough money to get cable so we get DVR Lost. <laughs> you should watch Lost. You should watch Lost. It's on Hulu. Okay, but you guys, I have to say, after all these years. I was watching the first episode and I was like, this dialogue is going to fry my brain. It was so bad. I was like, what? Some of the effects, like when things explode, are like, oh my God, you didn't realize how bad this was. (laughs) I I had to remind myself when this came out, when Lost came out, and all the other like types of TV shows that were on regular like public television at the time. So I'm like, you know, you're mixing in like, the OC things that you see on like the WB, the CW, and then there's like Lost. So they have to. Have, no, you're like, not going to say an unkind word about the OC right now. No, I mean, the, <laughs> come on, the drama. I'm talking about like the drama in Lost. Like I thought it was a lot more like heady, you know. But the first episode, they have to catch like ev- like a what they have to cast a wide net, you know. So I was like, ooh, yeah, I'm I'm ready to get into Lost, and then they start the dialogue, and I'm like, I don't remember it being this terrible. Like they're. <laughs> Like, Jack is talking about his first surgery, and I'm like, this is painful. I can't get through it. Like, I can't. It's not. Seriously. Uh, it's not that bad. Um, whatever. Whatever. I, anyway, I feel that sorry. way a lot about, like, when I go back and rewatch uh, older episodes of um, The Walking Dead. Okay. Yeah, like lots some of, of that like, really bad dialogue. In the not even that. The, it's not even the dialogue in some there's of those. no dialogue. It no. was the, uh, the CGI. Oh, yeah. Like, there was this one episode from, like, three years ago. Even, so it was even pretty recent. They were at a carnival, I think it was, and Rick was on top of a uh, a Ferris wheel or something to that effect, and there was this deer that came up on screen. And the deer looked like a fucking cartoon. It didn't even look CGI. (laughs) It looked like a cartoon, like a five-year-old drew it, and they just kind of threw it up on the screen. It was so bad, and that show got so much hate after that. The next morning, like, you know, the deer, the star of this episode, it was like, oh, my God, it was so bad. But, yeah, I mean, looking back at some of these things. We're spoiled now. Like, we are. Things are, things are so nice. Yeah, like, like Max, like what you said, some of those scenes from, like, that first episode of Lost when we were watching it, I was cracking up. Like, the part where he, where he, he has to have the girl, like, so – he has um, – Kate, Kate sew up his yeah he has Kate sew up his his stitch like his wound on his back I'm like what the heck this is like not believable 100% you're looking at it and you're like the blood no like the cut no like but you know what we ate it up we loved it because at the time I'm sure it was like wow I mean maybe not the deer it sounds like the deer was like a pretty obvious call bad. out but the deer was bad <laughs> Oh, man. But, you know, I mean, and we'll wrap it up with this, but, like, <laughs> you, you, uh, you, 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 I like the fact that Disney has Disney Plus now. 
because now they can do so many other things, not have to worry about sponsorship, to not have to worry about advertising. They can really kind of push the envelope with Star Wars, and they can push the envelope with Marvel and everything else, all the other things that they have going for them. So I think, you know, we're going to see a lot of experimentation with both worlds in ways that we've never been able to before. And I think that right there is really, really exciting for me. Like, especially in a month from now when Mandalorian's off the air and, you know, WandaVision comes on, I'm really, really, really is it, looking is, it, is that it's, Is that uh, coming on right after? It's, yeah, it's coming on right after. I'm not sure the exact date. All it says is oh, man. Christmas. They haven't said the exact oh. date. Um, wow. so it's like I didn't even know. It was, I didn't realize it was so soon. Oh yeah. Go, like I said, I'll, I don't... Have, I'll have all my questions answered about those two. I had to ask him so many questions about those two. But did you even go back and watch Age of Ultron yet? Yes, I did. I still don't okay. understand. I still she, don't. Because you watched them out of order. I just feel like I don't. I don't like where. Like what? what I get what where she's understand? from now. Now that now I. There's a lot. There's so many. <laughs> But um, I mean, I, I, Max sort of explained to me, I was like, where did, she, where did Scarlet Witch even come from? So my interest in Scarlet Witch is different because in real life, oh, yeah. my, in real life, my old roommate, when I lived in Hollywood, when I was like trying to be a musician up there in Hollywood, my roommate is engaged to her now. Like I didn't, I had never watched any of these movies before. And everyone's like, did you know that like your old roommate is engaged to like, Scarlet, the girl who plays Scarlet Witch. I'm like, no, I have, I don't even know who that is. Oh my God. Are you serious? So, yeah. I had to look it up. I was like, no way. I'm like Googling. I'm like, what? No. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So, so weird. Anyway. Um, I, so that I have like this really like deep fascination in her character because I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like, this is so weird. Like not because I feel connected to her anyway. It's just like, you know, I, mean, she, she, I, have, I have an interest in her. So I keep she asking from Sokovia. Like, I mean, that's, that's... See, right. Okay. So that's what I don't understand. I'm like, how can she be like an X-Men, but not be an X-Men? But he said it's like... It's because of the Mind Stone. Thing. They use the Mind Stone on them and they from they use Loki's staff to power them. So they're not really X-Men in this world because... I didn't see that one. I didn't see when Loki was bad. That's Age of Ult- No, Tron. Well, no, that was... Uh, no, it's not. That was the original Avengers. Well, that's the original oh, you Avengers. See, wait, you haven't watched the original Avengers yet. No. Yeah, so, no. You've, so you've got to watch the original Avengers to know what what his spear, what his uh, staff can the do. The Loki pokey stick. Yeah, what, with what yeah. his what I've his never, spear can I've do. I've never seen him as a bad guy, except for like maybe the original Thor. Yeah, movie. his his staff has the Mind Stone, the thing that powers Vision in that right. staff. And, okay. And um, that stone can put you under mind control. It can do a lot of different things. And okay, they I remember used it. that. They used rem- it to power the twins. Right. They like it that's why she's connected to the mind stone. Like that Correct. I get. But but I was just thinking like, you know, when when I find out that like her brother is like Silver Surfer, I was like Not Silver Quicksilver. Surfer. Quicksilver. Quicksilver, whatever. I don't know. See like, but, I don't read I don't I don't know but anything again, about they're not comics. they're not so X Men in this world. Right, but that's what confused Yet. me. Yet, they will be, yes. That's what confused me, no, like, person that does not follow this, like, at all. I was like, wait a minute, I have heard of these people because I have seen X-Men, but, but, but like, why aren't they saying any of the normal things? I mean, now I know that it was, like, a yeah. legal thing. They can't say mutant. They can't say blah, 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 they blah, blah. They can't now. 
I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they came. No, they don't. I thought it was interesting. I was uh, I I was on Disney Plus the other day, and I thought it was good. Not that it like it really matters for my life, but just in terms of like people asking these questions all the time. They finally like in the Marvel section of Disney Plus labeled all the Fox movies as Marvel Legacy and not yeah. Marvel. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, can can you guys understand that these don't count? Yeah, <laughs> and, and every single every single Fox um, one is on there except for Logan, which of course will never be. Yeah. How I don't did know the what Hulk do get into outer space? You he, still haven't. Told I told me you that. that. He flew no, up there in the the quin in the Quinjet. Yeah. No, because the jet crashed into the ocean. No, it didn't. That was yes, that was the end of the. That was Captain America who crashed. No, no, it she's talking about at the I'm very end of the end of Age of Ultron. Hulk is in that jet and he takes off in to the sky and freaking Scarlett Johansson is all yeah, but he didn't like crash. Gone. Yes, she, no, they say that they say they that say I think they that found he, the black box, not the whole thing. Yeah, yeah they're because like the transponder. Like, that's what they, it. He dumps. He dumps the transponder. They say not the it's jet. in the. They say that it was in the ocean, and then the she's transponder like, was in the but, ocean, but not, he wasn't not in the there. jet. No, because the it, transponder, not yeah. the jet. Because the uh, because the the jet the Quinjet was actually on um, the uh, Sakar. Yes, thank you, Sakar. Where where Thor found Hulk and Ragnarok. I didn't see that one. So you need to see Ragnarok because the Quinjet's there, and he even says, "How did you get here?" And he pointed to the Quinjet. And that's where it was. So he they he didn't crash. I he was just... really confused by the end of that movie then, because I thought she said that it had crashed into the ocean, and that's why I was like, Mm-mm. "Well, how did he get up into outer space?" He didn't quit. He didn't crash. He took the transponder <laughs> out so they couldn't track him. He didn't want to be able to be tracked. How was Hulk of sound mind at that point? I thought he was like still Hulk. Like he was still. He like... wasn't. He was still Hulk. He got sucked into a wormhole. Yeah. Oh, but then how? How did he know to ditch? Just watch Ragnarok. Just watch Ragnarok. It's one of the best ones. Yeah, Ragnarok is fantastic. Okay, well, I like Thor. I like the ones that with like, like more humor. I like more. Every woman likes Thor. No, I mean mean like the movies. I mean like the movies. Um, I like I like the ones that have like more humor, I guess, than the other ones. Because Ragnarok is like the most humor. Besides Guardians. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like those are the only ones I had seen. Guardians. Okay, I haven't seen Ant Man either, which is weird because I love Paul Rudd. But like, okay, so here's something from somebody that does not follow comic books as or as closely as you guys i thought it was like really strange but hilarious that in the end paul rudd was like the piece of the puzzle like i was so happy that it was like not that it was ant-man but that it was paul rudd that was like i've been stuck in this place and we can like travel in time you guys i was like yes like I don't even need to. Maybe that's why I haven't seen the other the rest of the movies. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like Paul Rudd solved all the problems, so like, th- that's it for me. Like I could just say I can make like a shirt or something that says like I mean, Paul Rudd, Ultimate Avenger, like, because <laughs> he just he did he cracked the code. Scott Lang, not Paul Rudd. Yes. But... No, it was Paul Rudd. It was just <laughs> Paul Rudd. It was not that when you look at him when he's acting. That's doesn't matter what the name is. Every time I see Paul Rudd on screen, all I can do is think of his uh, bit part in Friends where he called himself Crap Bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love him. He's just He's like, great. I don't know, he makes me laugh. So I just thought that was really hilarious because I was just watching it thinking like, wait a minute. Like, do 
that come, that's the solution? It's just what he said, Ant-Man said? Wow, out of everybody, I just did not see that coming. So I enjoyed that. Um, last question, Max. Are you a fan of DC at all? Yeah. You are? Did you of hear, course. Did you you hear... should tell him what you do for a living, Max. That would help. I mean, he... I, I own I, I own an online graphic novel store. Okay. Um, did you <laughs> he hear the rumor? Did you hear the rumor that uh, DC Comics is actually shutting down next June? Yeah, it's not true. You don't think so? No. Don't listen to anything Ethan Van Skyver says ever. I'm I'm just I'm I I think it I mean I there's I don't trust AT and T put it that way that's why I say I'm I not think there's saying, some merit to it. Uh, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, just based on the source, based on the source. I yeah, don't. I get that. I I, so. I completely understand that. You know, I, I like I said, I just don't trust AT and T. That's why. Oh, I, I mean, I don't either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're doing a ter- they're doing a terrible job. It's made my job very very difficult what DC has done this year, yeah. but, um, but I, do I think they're going to stop? They're going to close DC comics. Um, I, okay. Here's the thing. Maybe I don't think it's going to be in June. I don't think anyone set a specific date, but I do actually think that within five years, it is a very, very, very strong possibility that they will close DC Comics and license out the characters to another publisher to create the comics. Because they just, I don't know if they're interested. They're still interested in very cheap uh, R&D and exploiting uh, the back catalog, but they don't necessarily need to run a whole company in-house that does it, is how I think that they might have, uh, see it. So. Will DC Comics close in June? I don't think so. And if they do, I don't think that that means DC Comics won't be published anymore. I just licensed. think they'll be published by a different com- different comics publisher. Yeah, and I don't. They, I they, see that. they wouldn't even need to change the continuity or anything. It's just they might not want to have the corporate structure and pay those people when they can just have someone else do it. Can't somebody else do it? It's yeah. like a yeah, Homer. Yeah, I don't think um, trash king. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's interesting. That's a good reference. Um, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know what they're gonna do there, um, but I do think that if they did that, it would be the licensing thing. Um, I don't think Marvel. I don't think Disney will ever do that um, because Marvel comics. Well, DC are still... already DC already tried almost 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 licensed all the uh, universe out to Marvel in the seventies, seventies, yeah. late seventies, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's unprecedented and it's not like it's unheard of. I'm not yeah. saying that they would do it to, they, they it definitely wouldn't be licensed to Marvel now because no, Disney, uh, Disney. Yeah. but I mean, like IDW is the obvious choice if that's yeah. going to happen. Um, so. You know, that or Kirkman stepping in. Yeah. He's not doing yeah, anything right I now. I don't think so. Yeah, he has firepower. Oh, that's and, right. That's and, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's doing firepower. And, and an invincible movie and an invincible cartoon. Yep. And and he still has his uh, hand in AMC stuff too. He'll, he'll do more stuff. Yeah. Plus, he's not interested in that. He he thinks that Marvel and DC should only be aimed at all ages. That's his whole thing. That's true. Yeah. So I that's all he that. would be interested in if he yeah. even wanted to. But he wouldn't. He is the living. He is living the ultimate dream of someone who wants to not 
work at Marvel and DC who wants to just create their own things. There's no reason. He has no incentive to do that. However, he but, pissed me off last year, the way he killed Rick. Well, we won't go there. In the, oh, in the comics? In the, the comics. In the comics. No, the, oh. the show he's not dead. But when, when he just abruptly oh, I, killed I, him. When, oh, I, my God. I fell asleep in season two of the show and never woke up. So, uh, uh, See, the show got better, and it's fantastic again. So boring. <laughs> the Whisper storyline the last two years have been fantastic. I mean, it's just. I'll take been, your word for it. Oh, yeah. It's been great. <laughs> and then and Fear of the Walking Dead has gotten even better. Um, to where it's, I think it's better than the original at this point. Um, I love how I love how the comic ended. I think I think it was great. It was way too abrupt for me. I I, I just remember picking it up and going, th- and I heard rumors on it online from the week before, and then I went and bought it. I was like, what? This is it? This is how it ends? Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I'll say this. I actually I am total one eighty from you. I think it's awesome that he just did it and didn't know what knew. But then I'm mad at myself because I accidentally like spoiled it for myself. So I was still working at an actual comic shop at the time. And so I, we got, we get the books on Mondays. I took walking dead home and then, you know, it's a thick, it's an extra thick issue. Yeah. And I'm like, why is this issue so thick? So I like just start flipping through and I like go to the back and I see the letter and I'm like, no, what did I just do? <laughs> And then you never did that ever again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other, yeah. And then like, I, I love the comic. I almost though, I knew, well, obviously how could you not know? I almost in number 100, I think that's the issue, right? I almost did not turn the page and just like said, I've never, I'm just not going to read the book anymore before like Glenn was, officially Smashed. dead yeah. and that was what episode one, I, yeah. I i was like i literally s- sat there with like the pages before that open for a good like five minutes like contemplating <laughs> if i wanted to turn the page or not yeah um that's, that's a good sign of that's how i felt graphic novel watching um him die on the show because you know at first they killed um <sighs> damn it um, oh, um, uh, Abraham, they killed Abraham first. Oh, and then I thought, oh, okay, you know, maybe Glenn's in the clear. Maybe we're okay. And then he turned his page and I was like, I mean, he turned and I had to pause it for a second. I was like, oh shit, this is going to happen. And then they fucking mimicked the comic book to a T the eye popping out the whole thing, everything. <laughs> I mean, it was worse than the comic book because it was on fucking TV and the graphics art department, you know, the special effects department, you know, is better than the CGI department on and Walking Dead. But um, it was, it was, oh, it, it, it still haunts me to this day. I've, I've watched an episode once and only once and I'll never watch it again. I can't, it's so, whew. <laughs> it was, it, it tears at your heartstrings. Ugh. Damn. Well, now that we've done officially, you know, alienated half of my audience. <laughs> I, feel, I know, we've like taken up so much of your time. You're like, I usually allow a lot, an hour and a half, but that's only, so ha- 
We only went over by an hour. I mean, by yeah. by eighteen minutes. No big deal. But that's like that's so. That's, but you, what's really every funny? Every podcast we go on, we always are like wake away every. Oh no 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 no! What what I find is funny time. is like uh, like I I usually put my videos up on YouTube as well, and I don't get very many YouTube views because they're long videos and nobody wants to watch a long video on YouTube. Um, right. But I get, you know, 45, 50,000 downloads on average per episode. But, like, I'll be watching, I'll be, I'll be on a, a live episode and I'll be watching the screen on OBS, um, say how many viewers I have, and I'll, I'll start talking comics and it just slowly starts to dwindle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like, oh, no, like, Derek, Derek, we're here for mental health and music and everything else. Don't talk about comics. And I just see it dwindle. <laughs> it's like, I'm already not getting enough views on YouTube as it is, guys. Can you at least just stick around to the end of the show? <laughs> but you um, know what? It's like, what's more like mental health than comic books? It it's really like, is. It, it's like, you're, where, are you esca- where do you escape to, you know? Like, my daughter already loves, like, X-Men because she thinks, like, Professor X. By the way, this is so weird. Uh, we were watching... The one, you guys, I don't know titles of movies because I'm not a good movie watcher, but we are watching the one where um, Xavier's like young and. Um, that could be any one. Yeah. Days of like, Future Pass or. Yeah, I think, it's the, I think it's first that class one. or Days of First, first Class. class. Yeah. I think it's First Class. But there's a part in it where he, like, nothing is said, but he's like walking down the hallway. Um, I think he's with Magneto and he. Um, he starts driving backward in his power chair. My daughter could watch that scene and like be excited and laugh like over and over. <laughs> She'll just like make me rewind it because she does that. And I was like, that's so funny that that actor did that. I wonder if like he knows that like that is just like so charming that he did that. Cause I don't know if it was part of the scene. Like he didn't have to like drive backwards and talk to him in that scene. So yeah. I don't know. I think that's like, I think it's such a cool escape. Like, it's just like a fantasy. Not even like a fantasy. Just like, I don't know. Any, you can, anything can be possible. Do you want to hear a, a funny little uh, a quip um, that I don't know if you know, Max, but uh, I'll tell you this, Tara, and then you can kind of go back and laugh at it. The, um, okay. In the first Deadpool movie. No, in the second Deadpool movie. Um, after he um, dies. And um, have you seen the second Deadpool movie yet? I've only seen the first one. But right, it's okay. So, You're not ruining anything. For me. So he doesn't die, um, obviously, but because um, they're making a third one. But there's a scene where he <laughs> ends up in um, he ends up at the uh, Professor X's school, and he wakes up and he somehow gets Professor X's chair, and he's riding along, and he's wearing the helmet for uh, perceive um, for uh, um. Right. Yes. Cerebro. Cerebro. Thank you. And he, yeah, like, okay. he accidentally breaks it. Um, but the thing about it is that was the actual prop from all the movies. And he broke it, not realizing it, that it was the actual prop. And uh, you can actually see his face kind of go, oh, shit. And he, he broke it. And after the fact, they told him. And he, he was like, oh, no. Because they didn't. Have, he thought oh, it was a special made one just for the right, movie, but right. in reality, it was the actual Cerebro helmet that he broke. <laughs> well, you know what? That's their bad. I mean, he's, don't give Brian Reynolds acting. that kind of stuff. That's not good stuff. Yeah, he was method acting, right? That's what Deadpool would do. 
Uh, and yeah. he probably wouldn't feel bad about it either. He didn't. So. But yeah, I, I read that story <laughs> after the fact. I'm like, and Ryan Reynolds still feels bad about it. But like, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> I could just, like, imagine, like, everybody, like, in the room, you know, like, everybody filming, just, like, oh, like no. you know, the prop master. My sister's a prop master um, for, like, game shows and stuff, so I could just imagine her being, like, like oh, no. you know, like, heart fall <laughs> on the floor, just, like, breaking, you know. And and the funny part about it was, he was, during this scene, he was making another, you know, joke about how, you know, he's the only one that he sees, and... Um, you know, that Fox doesn't want to give him any more money to have more, you know, mutants on screen and blah, 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 blah. And then he goes and breaks that freaking helmet. <laughs> They're like, you're never coming back. Yep. Forget uh, it. Um, Great. You guys are awesome. I, I love these types of conversations where they're all <laughs> over the place. Because, again, it lets people know. It lets your fans know. It lets my fans know, you know, that, you know, everyone's real people. They're not just people with guitar that play music for fun you know they're real people that enjoy their life they have other you know things to talk about and they just you know they're real and that's what i love about doing this show the way i do it it's, it's about being real and it's not just about you know here's a pr script you know here's your media kit don't don't veer away from the media kit no i don't do that on the show if anyone ever told me not to veer away from the media kit i would not have them on the show regardless of how big i don't care if it was brad pitt i, I wouldn't do it um seriously Ooh, I, have yeah. us that have me back if you have brad pitt no, <laughs> <laughs> no i mean and that's the honest to God truth i don't care how big the actor is if their pr person or the manager gets with me beforehand and says stick to the pr kit i'm not gonna do it it's either you we break away from that we have fun or they're not gonna be on my show i, I don't care if it's gonna be the, the episode that takes me to the level of freaking joe rogan i'm not gonna do it um and well, it's, it was fun i like this i like your format you well know? i appreciate like that you said it's like we i got to i feel like i've known you for years okay <laughs> but um yeah i think everything you have to talk about is super important too so yeah but yeah i mean it's uh it's it's a it's a way again for people to just come and decompress and let others know that hey you know there's real people in the world that suffer from the same stuff that I suffer from or, you know, deal with the same things that I deal with or whatever the case, however you want to word it, you know, and we can still come on here every day and be real. I mean, the same day my wife told me that she wanted a divorce, I had to do a show, you know, and I was, I had to come on here and make jokes and crack things. And, you know, it was like, okay, I can do this. And I was fine because I got to do my thing. I got to be who I am. And it was a great experience and, you know, not the, no, well, let me rephrase that. It wasn't exactly the best experience, <laughs> um, but, uh, but I, I, I made it through just fine. And, you know, I ended up actually doing three different shows that day. Um, a live, a live, sh two live shows and one recorded show. Cause I do two live shows on Mondays, but um, having to deal with that in my head was able, you know, and come on here and, you know, get a break from reality for a moment was a, a definite welcome thing. And I hope that I get to be that break from reality for most people on a daily basis. So thank you very much for coming on today, guys, and uh, being that break thank from you. reality from people. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you. You're Thanks very for welcome. having us. Hey, no problem. I hope you guys have the best Thanksgiving tomorrow. Um, enjoy food. Enjoy family the best you can. Um, stay safe. Don't go shopping on Friday. Don't start a super spreader event. <laughs> oh, God. Shop online, people. Online. Yeah, exactly. Shop online. online. The same deals in stores are in line anyway. But um, 
again, thank you guys so much, man. Uh, Max, I had a great time talking comics with you, man. I could do this. I could do that with you all day, man. There's so much, so much more we could have gone into, but uh, and check out our band Half Past Two. Exactly. I was just getting ready to do that. <laughs> I was about to say I was like seeing my shirt in the in the video. I was like, oh wait, yeah, that's why we're here. Exactly. Be together. <laughs> but um. All the so links funny. for Half Past Two and, you know, the link for the new song and all their stuff is in the description of the video and the podcast. So please Ooh. check that out. Um, they're fantastic. Check out the new song, Shine. It is a beautiful song. I enjoyed listening to it. I listened to it three or four times already. It's fantastic. Um, all your stuff is fantastic. Like I said, I've been listening to you guys for years. So um, Thank you so much. You guys are just awesome, and I truly, truly, truly appreciate you guys coming on the show today. But again, thank you so much. Enjoy your holiday season, and I hope to talk again. You too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, you have a good one. We'll talk again. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. And that's the end of the show. Guys, thank you very much for being here on this uh, Wednesday, and enjoy your rest of your week. Enjoy your holiday. Um, I will be back. Mm, no. We'll be back Friday at noon uh, to do another special edition of Suck It With Cat, um, a post-Thanksgiving edition. And then um, Monday, back to normal schedule. But um, nothing tomorrow and nothing Friday night, but we will have a special Friday afternoon coffee talk with Cat. But until then, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy family time and... Uh, we will talk at you guys Friday afternoon. Until then, stay happy, stay healthy, and as always, stay heavy. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Peace.